This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The score 7 FM along with Harvey and Julian. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Mr. Damer. Larry Hardesty, how are we doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, partner. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Watching, um, had a chance to peek in on the Rangers who did what yeah. their, their, their roommates <laughs> He said a lot of that tonight, didn't he? Mm, a lot of that going on. <laughs> so they, much like the Knicks last night, handled their business, took care of it, wasn't close, took care of the team that's not as good as they were, six goals, and away we go. And nobody was doing the wave tonight, that, so that makes it a better win than the Knicks game the other night. Can I, can I take a moment? Can I take a moment, Gordon? The Knicks fans should be ashamed of doing the wave last night. Wow. I'll just say, you know, there they was a lot. I agree with you in principle, but sometimes, you know, just to kind of give devil's advocate, you're you're all hopped up, right? You're all pent up with frustration and, and anxiety. And then that whatever that source of anxiety is finally goes away. And sometimes people don't know how to react. So, you know, obviously it was one person that got that thing started and we saw how it swept through the entire building. It's the only time that that, that it, it will be acceptable, and not even that it's acceptable, but it will be excused at least. <laughs> they can't do that against Miami. But yes, that, you're better than that, Nick fans. Come on. I mean, next thing, I'm, they're going to take me back to Yankee Stadium, Gordon, when when the crew, the grounds crew, was doing the Macarena. Yeah, in the seventh inning, mm-hmm. they might be doing the YMCA. <laughs> they might be. Do, they might break out Cotton Eye Joe like they used oh, to have no, in the stadium. Oh no, not Cotton Eye Joe! Down ten wow. one to the Red Sox, they're playing Cotton Eye Joe. People are dancing. People, what are you doing? People can see you. You're out in public. <sighs> Behave yourselves. Why were they playing Cotton Eye Joe not at sure. Yankee Stadium? I'm I, not I, sure. I just I don't I know how that got num- started. I sat through a number of those. <laughs> set to a number of and look if, if the Yankees are winning you put out you know whatever whatever works for you but when they're yeah when they're losing 10-1 and they start playing Cotton Eye Joe and people are getting up and dancing oh. the house that Ruth built Cotton yeah, Eye Joe <laughs> oh that that was probably banned into the new cathedral that is Yankee Stadium I would like to think so if it hasn't <laughs> been there should be a movement to start that now oh and remember, That's like people for uh, the Met fans who let the dogs out. Oh, please! There, there are classic stadium and arena songs for sports. Mm. Those are not the ones. Those are not two. Maybe that. Maybe that should be a bracket next year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Although I don't know how either anybody could beat either of those. That would be kind of hard. <laughs> that might be a bracket next year. But I'll say this real quick because we're going to talk a little football. We have Rich Samini joining us at 11 o'clock. Uh, I think we'll find something to talk to him about. I don't know what, but we'll find something to talk to him about, Gordon. Um, Miami lost tonight to Toronto. Yeah. Jimmy Butler did not play tonight. Tyler Hero was on fire at 33. So uh, I think they didn't want to do Butler back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And so much like a lot of teams, when they play the Knicks, See file under the Lakers, who rested LeBron <laughs> before playing the Knicks at the Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami understands how important this game is tomorrow night, Gordon. And so they rested Jimmy Butler, and boy, was he missed. 
<laughs> he was missed. Yeah, I mean, like, does that really help? I, like, obviously, the more important game is the Knicks, but it's not a zero-sum game. I mean, both games are, are still important. So yep. by, don't you kind of have to play? I know you don't want to go back-to-back, but sometimes you got to go back-to-back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I would have played him. I might have watched his minutes, Gordon, but I would have played him. Yeah. I would have played him. So they rested him. We'll see. Uh, I'm I will I'm sure he will play tomorrow night unless he was injured. I I didn't hear him think I'm being injured. He was just resting. Uh still not sure what's going on with uh, Jalen Brunson for tomorrow night. Hopefully he'll be able to go. But once again, Gordon, this, it, it's that tricky thing, right? If if he's if there's any chance of that that wrist or hand or thumb or whatever that injury is getting worse, I'd rather sit him. Yeah, I know it's important. I know it's important. I know it's a. It's almost a. It, it. It's not. It's not a must win, but it's a more important win than the Houston win was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listen. I, I'd rather sit him than lose him. I really would. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, what's the goal? Is the goal to just get the fifth seed and be happy with that, or is the goal larger than that? Yeah, I think it's larger than that. I think you want to see if you can be uh, competitive in an opening round playoff series. Is if it's against the Cavs, if it's against the Sixers, whoever it's against. And just to get mm-hmm. back to the Miami thing, it's not like Miami's only competing against the Knicks. Really, they should be more worried about the Nets and that yeah. sixth spot. That's the yeah. bigger. That should be the bigger goal to them rather than just focusing on that Nick game. Mm-hmm. So it's strange to me that you would not. You know, you got all season to rest these guys. And trust me, they've rested all season. Yeah, yeah. It's go time now. This is what you've been waiting this whole time for. That's right. No question about it. A couple of the Knicks weighed in on this big game tomorrow night with uh, the Miami Heat. We'll play that for you before we leave you tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. But, Gordon, let's talk a little football. Mm -hmm. And what is intriguing me very much, other than the lack of movement with the Aaron Rodgers situation, has been (laughs) this Lamar Jackson situation. Now, in reading, I was doing a little perusing, Gordon, and was perusing and seeing how the Baltimore media is handling this. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating is also how the Baltimore media is handling and how management is handling it. Now, Harbaugh said, oh, that's my my quarterback. He'll, He'll be here. I'm looking forward to working with him next season. We're drafting a wide receiver. Uh, you know, we, we, we're we doing everything we can. Not saying he's doing everything we can, Gordon, but, you know, he's throwing, he's throwing the olive branches out there. You know what I'm saying? He's just saying, you know, I know he wants a trade, but here's the, here's the bottom line. With the tag that he's got on him, you can roll the dice. Gordon, you can say, all right, we'll, we'll pay him X amount of million, but all they have to do is match, and you're still without a quarterback. And... What they're betting on is that nobody else, no other owner is going to give him a fully guaranteed contract, A, and B, that it's going to be probably maybe a little, it'll be market value with what the uh, your franchise tag for the quarterbacks are going to be this season. So it's tough for Lamar. I understand not him not feeling appreciated, but if I'm Lamar Jackson, Gordon, I'm thinking of, all right, I'll play this year under the franchise tag. And in a sense, I kind of have to show that I can be healthy for a full season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the past two years, he hasn't been healthy and hasn't made the postseason. 
hasn't played in the postseason. And then next season, I'm getting what after Jalen Hurts signs and all the other quarterbacks sign, I'm getting a ton of money, a boatload of money, and I'm out. That would be my thought process if I'm Lamar Jackson. And the other thing I would do, Gordon, I'd get an agent. Yeah, he should have done that by now. I'd get an agent. He is costing himself money. Uh, Yes. There's no way. Well, look, here's the thing. The agent can't be doing worse than you're doing for yourself. Yeah, you're right. I I mean, (laughs) you got nothing right now. And I would say that he is – it would benefit the Ravens to kind of swoop in here and not – not wait for a team to wake up and say, you know what? We'll give them a guarantee because mm-hmm. it only takes one nut. It does. It only takes one guy to go out there and say, you know what? I don't care about rocking the boat. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to win. Uh, and Jackson is not going to play that that uh, the franchise tag, the non-exclusive one that they gave him, thirty-two yeah, no, million. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. He's not playing for that next year. No. No. Nope. So I, I don't know who's the owner that might rock the boat. Is it uh, is it the Colts? I, I, you know that might be one. It doesn't really seem like there is an owner out there. Um, but I know Washington has been mentioned. I know Atlanta has been mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, and it would be on Jackson's benefit to find an agent to say, "Hey, get me a a guaranteed contract. Go out yep. there. You want my business? Here you go. It's it, mm-hmm. you don't have to wait a year. You don't have to wait two. I'll sign with you right now, but you got to get me a guaranteed contract because that's what's holding. And there's not really, it does not seem like there is that team out there that's willing to pay that price. Because what the agent does, and believe us, we know, (laughs) what the agent does is say, ownership can say things to the agent about the client that Mm -hmm. ownership can't say to the client. Okay? And if you don't have a buffer between that, it makes it worse. And the agent will may never tell you what ownership said <laughs> because it might be hard for you to work for him, Gordon. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's the biggest part of it is the diplomacy of, of, of the agent as an ambassador. He's representing you. He or she is representing you. And, you know, it, the emotion is not there. It's a different emotion when it's client to owner. It just yeah. is. And you need that voice in the room. And you it can't do. be you. It has no. to be somebody else making the case for you. So um, I, I know that he's probably strong feelings about wanting to handle this a specific way. Of course. But at some point, you have to sit back and say, is it effective? Am I, am I moving towards my goal? And considering the price of everything that you would have to give up, two first-round picks, uh, a guaranteed, it seems like a fully guaranteed kind of contract in the range of what Deshaun Watson got. That's what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. It does not seem like he's moving closer. No, does not. And, no. and he's running out of time. Yes. And, and, it, and now that he's asked for a trade, now if I'm, if I'm a team, I'm like, okay, uh, how am I guaranteed that I'm going to get you? There's no guarantee, Gordon. Yeah. Unless, unless, like you said, I'm that agent that's going to say, you know what, forget about that. I'm doing the all-guaranteed, I'm doing the no-guaranteed contract. I want Lamar Jackson. And, but in the back of your mind, I'm like, I sure hope he plays the full season. He hasn't done it the past two years. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think is the biggest holdup in this? Do you think it's the injury concerns? Do you think it's the two first-round picks? It seems like it's pretty clear. That it's the fact of a fully guaranteed. It doesn't even. It's not even about what the the guaranteed is. Say it's right. less than what Deshaun Watson got. Say it's say it's a good deal. Like say it's a bargain for a team. 
but it's mm-hmm. fully guaranteed. To me, the fact that it's fully guaranteed, no team, all the owners have, are in lockstep right now that they are not going to give out. An, you know, one is, is, a, is an aberration, two is a trend, and the last thing they want is a trend where they're, uh, it's a guaranteed contract thing for quarterbacks. Gordon, I'm going to step out on a limb here and say – that if he didn't want a fully guaranteed contract, I think Baltimore would have come to an agreement and signed him already. Probably. They wouldn't even have gone to a scenario of it being putting him the franchise tag on him. They would have signed him. They would have signed him if he, if he didn't want a fully guaranteed contract. I think so. Yeah. Because he's going he's to – you don't let quarterbacks like him go. You don't. No. I mean, look at how you know people move heaven and earth to get one of these guys, and, yeah. and, and they're they'll hold on to them even until it's 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 crystal clear that they can't get the job done anymore. I mean, you you have you seen the quarterbacks in the National Football League? <laughs> yeah, the top quarter. There's very few top tier quarterbacks in this league. There's very few, and you have one who's who's gotten an MVP with you. Who's gotten you to the postseason? Who, yes, we understand that early his throwing and there were issues there, but his ability to move the team and to be to move the team with his legs and arm and has gotten better. And who knows, maybe with some receivers. Oh, by the way, Odell Beckham Jr. was speaking to Baltimore today, along with the Jets. You know, so I mean, with with more than one weapon, he might be even better. So that that fully guaranteed contract is. You know that that's the hold up there, and I don't know if his thought process was okay. I don't want to really, I don't really want to play for Baltimore anymore. And if I ask for a fully guaranteed contract, I know they're not going to do that. I want to move on. But the, but the whole idea is, <laughs> just because Cleveland did it, doesn't mean that anybody else is going to do it. I mean, Cleveland did it because they haven't won since Jim Brown. Yeah, they 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 are the the, the kings of desperation. Yes, and they were. Not, and what's crazy is they were not the only ones in on Deshaun Watson. That's right. Teams were falling all over themselves to get mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Yep. And 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 he had to give up three first round picks. Don't forget two first, three first round picks, and a fully guaranteed contract, the first in the history of the NFL. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. He better be good. <laughs> yeah. all, and he wasn't this year. Yeah, he wasn't That's this all year. I know. The only thing I would say is if Lamar Jackson were to move somewhere, specifically one of the places that was rumored about here in terms of the Patriots, mm-hmm. would that mm-hmm. finally provide the impetus to get the ball rolling with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think so. But I'm, I'm just not sure who's in that is holding it up. See, I just like think... It's the Packers. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and, look, it's a negotiation, so I guess kind of both sides are holding it up. Yeah, and and once again, as we talked last night, Gordon, the Packers are in no rush because they want the money to come off the books. So they may wait until after the draft. Yeah. They may wait as far as that is deal. Now, they may have an understanding, okay, what draft they want or so on and so forth. But listen, if if that's the case and they're going to wait till the money comes off the book books, then if I'm the Jets, then okay, then we're talking about next year's draft, my friend. We're not talking about this year's draft. You're getting nothing from me this year. If I got to wait for you to get the money off the books, you're getting nothing from me draft-wise this year. We'll talk about 2024. And could you imagine, Jet fans, if tomorrow it's announced the Patriots are trading for Lamar Jackson or signing Lamar Jackson? Oh, God. 
And then you have an AFC East with Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Tua for the eight games he plays. And then you're sitting there with a giant hole at quarterback. And you got Zach Wilson. Yeah, you got Zach Wilson as your number two. That kind of floated under the radar that he's going to be the number two. For now. He is the yeah. number two because he's the only one under contract. I guess. <laughs> I guess if a game two. breaks out tomorrow, he's number. He's number <laughs> just one. Get, just so there's no <laughs> no confusion, he's number two if a game breaks out tomorrow. That's right, behind Strebler. Yeah. Oh Strebler's number one. Could you imagine? I mean, would Jet fans start to? Re- I think there have already been some Jet fans that have had a little um, regret about them not pursuing Lamar. Yeah. If he wound up with the Patriots, which is still a long shot. Yeah, it's a long shot. But It's a long shot. I don't see Bill Belichick saying, yeah, let, let's go ahead and give him guarantee, no guarantee contract. But here's the thing with Bill Belichick. Talk about not buying any green bananas, in the, in the words yeah, of the great Michael Kay. Yeah. I mean, how much longer does that guy have? I don't know. He wants to keep building in the draft with, what do they have, pick 19 this year? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> You know him. He'll come up with something. 1-800-919-3776. we got some more conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I've got, we're going to take a call, and then I'm going to, we're going to have some fun with my folks from Bet Online. Okay. Uh, who are talking about Lamar Jackson and what, right. what's going to be with him next year. But first, let's hear from Roscoe in, the, in Brooklyn. Roscoe, you're batting first on ESPN New York tonight. Fellas, don't you – and I agree. Like, I think Lamar, he's, he's killing himself by not having an agent. That's like going to trial without a lawyer. Like, mm-hmm. certain things you just don't do, man. And, and I feel like he's worth every guaranteed dollar that he wants. Is he not going to get it because – it could be the reason why, right, fellas? Like, like you said, like I don't think the owner's gonna sit there and explain to him why he doesn't deserve X, Y, Z, and that's what the agent is for. But my whole thing is, why is it that he's not gonna get that guarantee money? And Deshaun, creepy Watson did, and he hasn't even like the numbers. I mean, I, I can't. I, I'm not gonna sit here with the stats, but Deshaun uh, Lamar already got an MVP. And he's also, I feel like he got a chip on his shoulder because, remember, guys, he was drafted, I believe, what, in the third round? Second Who, or third Lamar? Round? No, Lamar was in the first round, but it was very late. No, no, I don't think he was in the first round. I think he was, like, in the second round. Look it up, guys. He was and drafted also, 32, so he was the last pick of the first round. The, there you go. Like, he fell some type of way, and he was the best quarterback in that draft. And also, Baltimore paid Flacco. They gave Flacco some chicken. I think they still paying Flacco. So I feel where Lamar Jackson's coming from. Somebody's gonna give it to him. And, and as a as a Jet, you know, like I, I see the Jets, you know, they're in trouble if he goes to New England. They're in trouble because now you're gonna have another good quarterback. And, and I don't understand what's going on with this with, with this uh, with what's his name with Rogers. He's a, he's a prima donna, fellas. I'm out. I'm upset with that. Later. All right, Roscoe, thanks for checking in. Listen, uh, part of the issue with with uh, Lamar Jackson, Gordon, was the fact that, I mean, there were folks who thought he should be a wide receiver. They even yes. wanted him to play quarterback. Absolutely. You know, so that, that didn't help his draft status at all at the quarterback spot. And listen, he's come in and he's proved some people wrong. 
Okay, he's, he's done a nice job with the MVP. There's still people who say, well, you know what? We told you he couldn't throw. He's, he's not throwing that much better. Yeah, he was able to run and everything, but he has improved. And it's like this, Roscoe. Uh, nobody, I don't see anybody else giving him a, a, not, a fully guaranteed contract. This is, this is bigger this is than hard. Lamar. This is yeah. bigger than Lamar Jackson. This is we are not going down that road as a group. We can't. This is, yeah. They, they, to they them, no they interest. can't. Right. They can't. Even though they're getting more money. Even though they're making tons of money, Gordon. Even though YouTube's YouTube's about to give them more cash uh, for the Sunday for the Sunday ticket that they're taking over. Already, I, by the way, already, YouTube has sent a notice that they're going up. Because I'm a YouTube person. A oh, YouTube is that TV right? Person, right? I have not seen this. They have already sent a notice that the monthly fees are going up eight dollars. Already. And then they what they ready. did, to, yeah. And then what they also did for the uh, for the uh, uh, NCAA's, mm-hmm. they they gave us multi-view. Oh, look at you! So we had three or four games that we could see at one time. Once again, nice. experimenting because mm-hmm. the Sunday ticket is coming. It's coming, right? I like how Roscoe said he's no, he was drafted in the third round. I'm like, no, he was in the first round. He's like, no, you, he wasn't. And then I, I said, no, he was, he was picked 32. And he was like, aha, see, I told you. Wait a <laughs> I, no, I was saying he was in the first. <laughs> yeah, not you. No, look, this is it. this is bigger than Lamar. It uh, is. This is not. This is not just you know who he is as a player and what he's done. This is this is a league wide thing. The fact that no. The fact that people were go- like leave the stuff of off the field with Deshaun Watson out of it, which yeah. is substantial. Yes, he still got a fully guaranteed contract at that. What is it? Forty five million a year, oh. and um, and and you had to give up three picks, and teams were falling all over themselves for him. Yep. And this is you'd have to say by any metric or measure, this is a better player, I think. No question. I mean, he has an MVP in his career. He t- yeah. He's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been hurt, but but uh, Deshaun Watson was hurt. Yeah. So he's a better player. The, right the now. fact and to me, Bill Belichick is I checked in the break. He's 70 years old, Larry. Oh. He's 70 years old. And it would be one thing if you, if you say, well, but they have Mac Jones. He's young, but they believe in they were basically benching him. There was a controversy with him and Bailey Zappi, who should be the starting quarterback last year. Did you see that uh, Belichick was asked about that today? I, I did not. Yeah, he was asked, is there going to be a competition between Jones and Zappi for the starting quarterback mm-hmm. of uh, New England? And he paused and he said, everybody will get a chance to play. <laughs> so YouTube TV is not just getting ready for the NFL season. Bill Belichick is, is ready. No, no, he's not getting ready. He's no, ready. He's ready. He's yep. in midseason he's form ready. already. Yep, he's, he's done. Ready. He's good. He's good. He's good. It's is it's, it's unbelievable. It's um, he is he's a master. Like we talk about people who don't say nothing. It's like wow, how they're really good at not saying anything. Derek mm-hmm. Jeter. Oh, Derek Jeter is great at not saying anything. Belichick is has the PhD is in saying is in saying nothing because he's not telling you a thing, nothing, doesn't tell you a thing, ever, <laughs> ever. He is really ta- listen. What game plan? What advantage is there right now for you to tell me? Is there an open competition at quarterback? There's an open competition for everything. Yeah, I no, mean, he, he he he's from the old school where the media is the enemy. Yes, 
And not yeah. a, not an enemy, the enemy. The enemy. That's right. Number one. Mm-hmm. Big time enemies. When we return, Gordon and I will have a little fun about the Lamar Jackson, where he may play, where the odds are about where he may continue his craft. Plus, Gordon, uh, there is an owner in this league who is not happy with uh, Mr. Amazon's thought process about Thursday night football. And this owner is in the Big Apple. No, it's not the guy waiting for Green Bay. It's the other guy. We'll explain that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let me t- let's take this call first. Then I want to tell you some of the comments, uh, okay. some of the numbers on Lamar Jackson. Kevin's in the Big Apple. What's up, Kev? Hey, what's going on? I was just wondering, in my opinion, I think the only reason Lamar Jackson, people aren't clamoring for him, is because they don't want to set the president. But hypothetically, the president was set that quarterbacks like Herbert and Mahomes, like the NBA, where you get guaranteed, people would be jumping at it. Uh, Do you guys disagree? Well, really, the, the, the precedent would have been set with Deshaun Watson. Uh, because he's the only one yeah. that has a, a fully guaranteed contract. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I know what you're saying about the the, the yearly salary. Yes, and every time every time a quarterback is signed, they retool the market, right? The the the, the, the minimum payment gets higher and higher. Uh, so yeah, from that standpoint. But no, it, it was Deshaun Watson that resigned that reset the that set the precedence. And listen. Uh, it may not officially be collusion, but Gordon, this collusion—they are like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing it. It's going to take a—it's going to take a uh, Steve Cohen in the National Football League to make that happen. Yeah, and that—that that never seemed like Mm-mm. it would be Woody Johnson. Mm-mm. Woody Johnson's not a rock the boat kind of guy. No. Now Ursay in Indianapolis. Yeah, he is. He could be a little bit of a <laughs> rock the boat kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, no question. Um. Dan Snyder on his way out the door. Yeah. He Take might that. be a rock the boat kind of guy. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out. Mm-hmm. But that might, that, that might mess up his sale. I don't know how that would impact the sale of, you know, this or that. But Best quarterback they've had in a while. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what Lamar Jackson needs is somebody making that argument to those kind of teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. But – it was amazing when it was announced that he was getting that non-exclusive franchise tag. The amount of teams that immediately announced, not that they were going after him, but that mm-hmm. they were out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they didn't need any time it's to true. think it over. They didn't, need any, they didn't need to talk to anybody. Nope. The analytics people didn't have to get involved. Immediately, no, no, we're not going, we're, no, we're not going no, there. Done. We're not going there. Forget it. Nope. Yep. Because that wouldn't just that would upset a lot of teams. Like if you have a young quarterback, that's going to upset those teams. So the Herbert, the, the, you know, the Chargers and the Eagles and all these teams that have uh, the Bengals. I mean, you know, the Bengals are going to be right front and center with the deal they're going to have to give Burrow. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, none of those teams are going down that road. Listen, if you're Mahomes, you might want to re- renegotiate your deal. Look what you've done. Well, if anybody has the case to renegotiate it, yeah. you know what I was thinking, Larry. We were mm-hmm. just talking in the break there about drafts. Yeah, you could make a serious argument that the Jets screwed up more when they drafted Sam Darnold than when they drafted Zach Wilson. In hmm. that, when they blew it with Zach Wilson, 
I mean, maybe at some point there will be somebody who shows that they, you know, either uh, Trey Lance or um, Mac Jones. But there's not one guy that you would say, or Justin Fields, that you would say, oh, the Jets blew it by not taking that guy. Mm -hmm. When you look at the Darnold draft, there are a couple of guys that you would say, oh, man, imagine where the Jets would be if they had had, you know, uh, Josh Allen at this point. I mean, there were a bunch. And and Lamar Jackson was in that draft. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Listen, they could have had Deshaun Watson. Could have had a lot of people. They could have had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't have been Every good, good young quarterback the Jets could have had. They've been picking at the top of the draft for the last 10 years, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Ever since Favre left. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've been picking, trying to find that new person. And listen, uh, you could argue, Pete Carroll tried to tell you, he said Mark Sanchez should come back to school. <laughs> he said it. He should, he did. He should come he back. He did say that, yep. He should come back. He didn't play enough. He's not ready. He told you. But they decided, eh, what does he know? He's only seen them every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it probably was a self-serving content uh, co- you know, been. comment because Could've it would have helped Pete out too, but yeah. he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. And then they still went to USC and got another quarterback. Haven't they? Haven't you learned? <laughs> haven't you learned? It's been a while. No, this is the, this is the time it's going to be different, Larry. Yeah, well, it's always different. It's got to be different this time. Got to be. So, Gordon, right now, bet online. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's next team, if not the Ravens. That's a big if. Colts are plus 300. Okay. That would be the kind of team, sure. Lions are plus 400. That would be interesting. Yeah. Falcons are plus 450. Tampa's plus 700. Patriots and Dolphins also plus 700. No, Dolphins, I mean, they're too dumb. They won't go that rude. Titans plus 1,000. Yep. Panthers plus 1,200. Niners and Jets plus 1,400. Uh, you, you should get 14 million if that's a good. Neither of those teams are going anywhere near Lamar. No. They were no, not. They were not. I mean, they didn't even look. I mean, Joe Douglas was on record and said, oh, we're not even going to even really investigate it because we're all in on this. Yeah. Oh, my God. If this, it's not going <laughs> there to. There you go. <laughs> it, it's not going to. I have uh-huh. to catch myself. Yes. There's no way even the Jets can screw this up, as I've been mm-hmm. saying for weeks. Yes. But if it ever did, Larry. Yes. Oh, my God. This might be the worst moment in the history of the Jets. Might be. This is worse than the butt fumble. No question. This is worse than Belichick taking off. Yeah. It's worse it than be. all of them. It would be combined. Oh, my God. It would be. God, the sports gods wouldn't allow me to be that happy. So no, it's, no, it's no. definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Hopefully it's before the draft. Lamar Jackson's week one 2023 status. Start for any team. Ready? Mm-hmm. Minus 225. Start for the Ravens. Plus 175. Doesn't start for anybody. Plus five fifty. I, I think I might take. Where is this? I might take a little action on that because I I do not think he is playing under. And and this to me is now personal with him. Mm-hmm. He's not playing under that franchise tag, and it's clear the Ravens are not giving him a guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's clear. How about this over under for Lamar Jackson's twenty twenty three regular season total starts? The over under is twelve and a half. 
12 and a half. I think I'd have to go under. I mean, yeah. based on injury history and based mm-hmm. on the contract stuff. More games, less of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it's probably going to be. It's probably going to be. Chris is in West Orange. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Love the show. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, two quick things. One, um, I know Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed mil- uh, deal, I think three years, $84 million. Um, So there is some kind of president there, even outside of uh, Deshaun Watson as well. Um, but secondly, I just wanted to say uh, one thing that I don't think people are talking about is it will be not only a huge deal if he gets a huge guaranteed contract, obviously, you know, the owners and all that. But secondly, he doesn't have an agent. So mm-hmm. if he got a huge deal done, like with, a, you know, huge guaranteed contract deal, that says the president that not only, you know, guaranteed contracts, but you don't really need an agent. High net worth agents, high net worth players don't really need an agent to get huge deals done. So as you can imagine, those agents and those agencies have strong relationships with owners and also just with the NFL in general. So as you can imagine, probably those like parties are being rooting probably against Lamar for getting that deal done. So him not having an agent is like a huge deal that I don't think anyone's really talking about. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right, Chris, thanks for the phone call. You know, um, I still think it, it moves quicker if you have an agent representing you. For the amount of money that he's talking about making, uh, Gordon, give, pay him the 5% to get it done already. That would be my thought process. Right. That would be my thought process. I mean, you, you can have 100% of nothing. Yeah. And that's what it's looking like right now. It just seems like it's, it's kind of at a stalemate, and nobody is jumping to Lamar's side. Now, he only mm-hmm. needs one. Right. But you would think that if he was going to get one, he would have mm-hmm. gotten it by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And Cousins does have a fully guaranteed contract. I didn't realize that. I'm not sure if that's true. It says. Um, yeah. It, I don't remember. It rem- says I don't... it was the first ever. I'm going to double check it. Okay. But, you know, where I'm looking, it says that he signed a three year, $84 million deal that's fully guaranteed, according to sources. So we'll double check it and, and see okay. what's going on. When we return, though, we don't have to check this out. We know Ritzamini's going to join us. He's live at the uh, meetings, and he'll let us know what's going on with Woody Johnson and the Jets. All that's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk a little bit about Giants owner John Mara, who is uh, very outspoken, Gordon, very outspoken about the new rule that teams can play not one but two Thursday night football games. In a season. Yes, in a season. Mm -hmm. Quoting the Giants owner, this should have been vetted with the Health and Safety Committee. It should have been vetted with the Competition Committee, and it wasn't. They just tried to push it through. He is uh, very concerned about uh, the situation there with the with the two Thursday night games, mm-hmm. possibly that you could flex. And he says, if the ratings were bad, then it's up to the league to put better, you know, to put a better schedule together. <laughs> It just feels like we're getting to a stage where there's going to be football on every single day. That's right. We are. Yep. And here the NFL had this special thing where, you know, yes, it's Sunday, it's Monday. Okay, but it's, you know, generally weekend where all the everything's taking place at once. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, Sunday night, and then it's it's Thursday night. Now it's going to be flexing on Thursday night to move games in and out. It just... I love football. We all love football. We all worship at the Temple of Football. But 
I don't know. I don't. This is not something that I ever thought. You know what? I really, I wish we could flex games on Thursday night. I'd no. actually, if, if we have to, if the Thursday night games, when they've been a problem in the past, it's more of a sign of maybe we don't need Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah, could be. And yeah, there's an issue with it. You know, they're, they're, we're talking about player safety allegedly, and that you know, yeah, you get the extra days after, but you don't get the extra days before. You know, unless unless everybody's going to get them coming off a bye. And I don't think you can I don't think you can do, you know, make the schedule that easy that every Thursday night, the second time that you have the Thursday night, you flex, you're coming out of a bye week. I don't think you can do that. So, you know, once again, it's just about, yeah, I agree with them. The ratings were down. Put better games on. Believe yeah. me, ESPN did not have did not have great games for a couple of years. They were better last year on the Monday night, but for a couple of years they got they they were they didn't have the ability to flex games like NBC did. And and I mean, could the could sports leagues make it any more clear that if you're a ticket buyer, they don't they just want your money. Yep. And they don't care about you in any way. They'll flex games. Oh, you thought you were you're buying a ticket this state? No, no, it's going to be on this state now. Oh well, mm-hmm. I can't go. Oh well. <laughs> too bad too bad too bad for you we don't care about that and and especially in the nfl the nfl is like going to see a television show be taped mm-hmm. You're it's right. not it's not it's not baseball it's not hockey it's not basketball it's like watching a tv show be filmed yeah yep and now you don't even know when the tv show is going to be filmed no question <laughs> I, thought about I was going to go see i thought i was going to go see a tv show filmed on sunday no i gotta go thursday now <laughs> And I'm going to be there, and it's going to be at 8 o'clock at night, and I'm going to be mm-hmm. up until 1 in the morning. Yep. That's right. You know, we're, we're complaining about YouTube TV going up $8. Mm-hmm. At least we're in our house. Yeah, it's true. You're right. Turn off you're the right. game, you go to sleep, unless, you know, you're watching the Jets or the Dolphins and you, you know, toss and turn for a couple hours because they just <laughs> lost a brutal game. That's right. Yeah, that's that's the way it's going. That's the way it's going right now. And you know, it's good. They're really the the leagues are really trying to make it like you know you don't really have to come to the stadium. I, I'll be honest with you, you could not pay me to go to games, considering the environment of football. You know, winter time, Northeast. Mm-hmm. I get all the games on. I can sit in my house. Yep. I got the two TVs now on the wall, so nice. I got one game here. I got one game there. Nice. I got. I can get another game on the iPad. I watch it until I, I wake up. I go downstairs. I, I don't have to pay for food. My wife's not charging me this week. So I, I can get whatever I want to eat whenever I want to eat it. Parking's free. Parking's free. I can sit in my pajamas, comfy, no cozy, of, right on the couch. No line in the bedroom. Right. I can yell and scream whatever I want inside my house. <laughs> The wife just closes the door at the top of the stairs. Happy to be rid of you. Right. He's like a, he's like a crazy person who lives in the basement. Yeah. 17 weeks a year. Yeah, it's great. So I just, you know, and once again, uh, multi-view looking at the, and listen, Red Zone does a tremendous job on the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. They do a great job. Right. Multiple, you get all the games. All the games. As soon as, listen, when they're ready to score, not you have to sit through them all, all the games when something is happening. Mm-hmm. They take you right there, boom. Yeah, what, what, be, what, what more do you need? You don't. Plus, 
Gordon, as big as the screens are now, I mean, it's like I'm there anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like I'm and there look, anyway. You know, I mean, I know the Jets and Giants had good years this past year. Giants mm-hmm. more so than the Jets. Yep. Let's be honest. There's been a lot of years where the games have been terrible. And then you're just stuck there. You're sitting yeah. there, and it's cold, and it's windy, and, and people are ticked off, and there's a line for the bathroom, and you want to yeah. get a drink, and it takes forever. And you, you, I mean, I really I, I don't think that the viewing experience at football games is very good. It's not. It's not. It isn't. It isn't. You know, a baseball and game, you go, you can you can talk and, and you know, watch the action, but it's the summertime, it's good weather. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole rigmarole, too, but not to the level that not the like NFL football. is. Not like football. Because the, the weather, number one, is, is the first thing. And then you don't get the replays. No. And if they, you, you know, unless you're sitting at the 50-yard line, there's plays that are happening down the other end of the field. You're, it's, a, it's like the old Bob Euchre commercial. He missed the tag. He's up in the upper. He missed the tag. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see what the hell's going on. Can't see a thing. Can't see a thing. And can you imagine how many hot dogs you could buy to have in your house? With oh, I forget it. Yeah, no, no question. <laughs> no question. I mean, I mean that's true at, at all. The, I mean, you go to Yankee Stadium, Everything, right? By, by the seventh inning, they're picking you up by your ankles, shaking you to see if there's any change that can fall out. I mean, that is, that is an expensive day. It is. That is an expensive day. And listen, you can make a few bucks. You invite some of the guys over. Mm-hmm. You know, watch the games with you. You're good. Absolutely. You're good. So I'm telling you, the NFL is going to price themselves out. They keep going up. They're making it so good at home, you're not going to want to go to the games. And And teams are going to keep – and they're making so much money that you'll never have the blackout rule, right? Where we're not mm-hmm. sold out, so we won't show the game in your area. <laughs> so don't show the game in my area. I go to the NFL Red Zone. I'll see the game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, good. It's a lot. It's a, it's a, it, you know, and then, you know, with the NFL, with the amount of the crowd, you have to get there early. You got to yes. find parking. Yes. It's not cheap there either. So Not to mention leaving the stadium. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my God, Larry. You have, lost, you have lost years of your life, my friend. Yes, I have. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I, I, can, I remember following Greg Buttle. Hey, Larry, follow me. I have a sneaky way. I have another way to get out of here. So I'm following uh-huh. them. I'm going out this side, going out that side. Going this side. Oh, my God. Then you, hit the, then you hit the bridge. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. You think to yourself, how can there be this many people? Exactly. How can there be this many people? It's it's always crowded. It's always crowded. Always crowded. It's always crowded. It and then is. you get to the Cross Bronx. Not no, I tried to take the Deegan. Oh, okay. I to right. the Cross Bronx. Yeah. I can't do it. It's very funny. It. For, one of the first times I, when I was on Long Island, I got my license and whatnot. We had I got a job and we're driving uh to, to Jersey at the time. Mm-hmm. And I always used to go through the city. Yeah, and this is before you know MapQuest and all that type of stuff. My buddy says to me, "No, he says, you know what I do? I take this thing called the Cross Bronx. I've never sat in traffic on it. Uh-huh. That Why? was the famous last word. That was the last time I said, oh, let me try this thing. I get on. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god! You talk about using losing years of your life. Oh please, and and you know what? What Susan always says." The Cross Bronx is the shortest distance. <laughs> it takes the longest. <laughs> but it takes the longest yeah, distance. Absolutely. It's the shortest distance. Absolutely. You're, when it moves, you're on there five, six minutes. Tops. Absolutely. Yep. Tops. It gets you right to where you want to go. It is a direct line. 
Mm-hmm. It could be six a, minutes or it could be two and a half hours. And, and it's and Gordon, it could be two in the morning. Oh, and it could be traffic. Larry locked in on the cross. Bronx. There are times where they've done construction or there's something. And I'm yelling in my car like a man. How can I be sitting dead stopped at two in the morning? Oh, my God. Uh, well, you know, leaving the station, Gordon, there's always, as you know, there's always construction because they want to do it at nighttime. Sure. So there's always construction on, you know, the the the. Queens coming out of the Queens Midtown mm-hmm. Tunnel. There's mm-hmm. always construction. Mm-hmm. There's construction coming off the bridge. Mm-hmm. There's construction on the LIE. Let's go to the service road. Oh, oh my God! Not with <laughs> all the trucks at two in the morning. I don't yeah. want to be on the service road. No. Ugh, it was awful. It was awful. All right. When we return, we'll hear from Jet Management on what the heck is going on. If they can update us on any new news about Aaron Rodgers. We'll find that out next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, he's, we're, again, like I said, he's, we're really excited to work with him. I want to make sure I rephrase that when I said as of now. I know that's going to be the headline. But he, he's our, he's our, you're quick. He's our quarter, he's our number two, uh, you know, he's. We're, we're really. I, I really still think Zach has a future in this league to be a really good quarterback. I really do, and uh, uh, he's. He has the work ethic. He has. He has the mindset, and he's coming in here to attack it. And uh, but, um, but yeah, we're counting on him to, to be a, a fixture here for a while. <laughs> he's gonna be a fixture on the sidelines. Uh, Robert Sala talking about Zach Wilson. He's like that commercial. He's only on number two. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He is. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. Robert Sala uh, weighs in on Aaron Rodgers wanting to be a member of the JETS. You know, we've come a long way in two years to have a guy of his caliber. There's a lot of guys off here. You know, a lot of guys have wanted to come here and play, and uh, there's a lot of excitement around the organization, and it's uh, it's a cool thing to be a part of. It's so hopefully we can, you know, just continue moving forward and uh, capitalize on the on the momentum. All right, Gordon. Let's uh, let's. I want to hear from Matt Lafleur for a second. Okay. Okay. Matt, as you know, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and he was asked, "When did you realize Rodgers wasn't going to be your signal caller?" I'm not going to get into any of that stuff. I, I know it's disappointing for, for all you guys, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And at the same time, we're excited about Jordan and how he's been able to progress. We all have to kind of temper our expectations for him. I just think it's going to be a progression. I mean, certainly I think we're fooling ourselves if we think he's going to go out there and perform at a level of to the likes of what Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this guy is a once-in-a-lifetime, a generational talent, like, so, um, and I don't think it necessarily started that way when he first started, you know, um, but he progressed into that. So, you know, it's, 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 like I said, it's going to be a progression and hopefully we can surround him with enough people to help him perform at the best of his ability. And then we got to do a great job as a coaching staff. Can I ask you a question, Gordon? Yeah. Why didn't the Jets temper their expectations for Zach Wilson? I mean, this guy has sat behind Aaron Rodgers, right, mm-hmm. for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't get to sit behind anybody. He was thrown into the starting lineup. 
Mm-hmm. And when you understand that's that's what you do with young quarterbacks now. You put them out there. Let's see what you got because the clock is ticking. I got five years to figure out if you're if you're my guy. And and it starts the the, the clock starts when you step onto the field. But you listen to him talk about Jordan Love, and you listen to Salah talk about Zach Wilson, and it's like it's it's so unrealistic sounding about Zach Wilson. Still, still. Hard work ethic. Weren't you the guy that said, go read a book? Go read a book, I believe. That was the statement. I mean, the Jets have gotten the, the Jets got everything wrong with Zach Wilson. They picked the wrong guy. They handled it the wrong way. They started him right away when it was clear he was not ready to start right away. They threw him into the fire. And some guys, you know, they raised their level of play getting thrown into the fire. You get your bumps the first year. And then you kind of know what you're dealing with moving forward. That was not the case for Zach Wilson. They got every step of the wrong, they, they, every step of the way wrong with Zach Wilson. Let's hear from Joe Douglas. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Uh, have you discussed pursuing Lamar Jackson? First of all, Lamar Jackson's a fantastic player. Um, but you know, where, where we stand is you know, it would be disingenuous in, in operating, negotiating in bad faith if we went down that path. Um, so right now we have our plan, we have our process, and we're sticking to that. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah, yeah, no. Help me, help me understand that it would be bad faith to investigate other options? Yeah, that's not. That's, but you know what that is? That is media speak to let Rogers know that we still love you. There's no way they did not investigate what the situation was with Lamar Jackson and everybody else. There's that, no way. That would be organizational malpractice. That's right. That's right. There's no and, way. And, and, and one of the reasons why I think it makes sense for them to go after Aaron Rodgers, and I've always felt this way, is because it was clear they had no clue on how to handle the quarterback position with how, with how badly they screwed it up with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Rodgers, when he gets here, whatever that is, he walks in the door and he tells you how it's going to be. Yep. He he handles that. It's almost like hiring the great defensive coordinator so that the offensive coach can take exactly. care of the offense. He takes yes. care of the offense on his own. That's it. Him and Hackett. We're good yep. together, baby. Right. We'll the get dynamic it done. Dynamic duo. We'll get it done. Uh, so, Joe, what's the deal with the Jets and OBJ? I would say Odell with uh, – I've, I've had some productive conversations with, with uh, Odell's agent, Zeke Sandu. Um, and, you know, Odell's a, uh, obviously a really talented player. And uh, he, he worked out for uh, several teams uh, a few weeks ago. And so uh, we'll see how that process plays out. But we, we have had conversations. Is he scheduled to come visit you guys for a physical or meeting? So nothing on the calendar just yet. Um, so um, could be a possibility down the line. We'll see how things play out. Well, there's photos of him hugging Robert Sala, OBJ. So um, they weren't. He was in the vicinity. At the, at the I, meetings. You know, I, I'm wondering what teams expect from Odell Beckham at this stage. He's 30 years old. He's coming yep. off a, a pretty significant injury. Mm-hmm. You know, is there any team out there that is going to sign Odell to more than a one-year deal? No, I don't think so. He is he until he can prove it, Gordon. He is a possession. He is a possession receiver who can run after the catch a little bit. That's how I look at it. 
because I don't know I, I don't know if he's gonna I don't believe he's gonna start right out having the separation that he had before the injury clearly now he may get more separation as you know because that injury as you get as it heals further and further the next year sometimes you you get almost all your range of motion back but for right now this year I look at him as a he's a receiver with great hands who can have some separation. And if he can do that, he will gain the respect of defenses where they will pay attention to him and somebody possibly could be singled up in certain situations. That's how I think you look at him. Now, I wasn't part of, you know, we didn't see the workout, so I don't know. But he must have shown enough that people are interested because they are, I mean, he's making the rounds. That would be another another move of, you know, like, Getting Rodgers, it kind of makes it a Super Bowl or bust kind of situation. Mm-hmm. If you bring it on Odell, I just I think it just makes it more so. Oh, there's right? no question. There's no question. You know, you're not doing is. this for two or three years down the road. You're doing no, this no, for no. now. You're doing it for right now. Yeah, and it's not, you know, if you say Rodgers, okay, well, Rodgers might just be the who you see as the best quarterback and gives you the highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. But by adding to that another veteran player, uh, it's 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 now or never. It's kind of boomer bust kind of team. It, it, it's not enough to just say, well, you know, we made the playoffs. We won a playoff right. no, game. No, no, That's no, good no, enough. No, 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 it has no. to be more than that. It's got to be more than that. And clearly, on the other side of it, if I've got Garrett Wilson, maybe I'm double. I'm got him on double coverage, and I've got Odell in single coverage. Yeah, no, absolutely. They, 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 I don't think it's the the most pressing need, but no, not at all. Calais Campbell's the most pressing need. Yeah, if Aaron <laughs> Rodgers says that this is what he wants, you, you go, you go get that right away. No question about his, it. His, 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 uh, you know, his highness has, has given you his marching orders. Well, he is running the offense. He, from, from soup to nuts. <laughs> you know, and I think he'll be better than uh, Adam Gase running the offense. Even though, even though I would expect that he'll be – much like Adam Gase, just looking at the offense when the defense is on the field. <laughs> yeah, well, look, he's a quarterback, so yeah, that would that, that would make more sense, right? When, when Gase was doing, you know, the game is still going on, Adam. Um, do you want to check out what's that. going on on third down? I could care less. I'm yeah, he to he clearly going. could care. He was on that whiteboard on on the bench all by himself. Why isn't this working? Oh my God! <laughs> Whew. How did he? How did he succeed in Miami? Oh my God! How did he succeed with you, Gordon Howe? I, he I looked like he didn't know how to coach. I here. don't know, man. He was he was lost. <laughs> he was, lo- and you know what? The NFL guys resurfaced. You know, you could look Hackett, right? Hackett yeah. was a disaster. He was, and immediately gets another job, but not as a head coach. But, <laughs> but has so Gase gotten a job as any? I mean, I, have you heard his name rumored anywhere? No. no. Nope, not at all. Whew. Not at all. Now, you know what? The Jet fans, sometimes they have strong opinions about things, but over time they get things wrong. That mm-hmm. one they nailed from jump. I remember saying, <laughs> how could you hire Adam Gase, who got most of his wins facing you? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. He lost the ball, and occasionally, you know what did it? He, for some reason, you guys always beat New England early in the season mm-hmm. in Miami. Yeah, and so for the Jet hierarchy, that oh, we can beat Belichick. He's a guy that can beat Belichick, and even and even and listen, 
You can make a mistake and be wrong. It's okay. But you didn't need to give him – you gave him the franchise. Yeah. That was the thing. You gave him the franchise. He didn't deserve the franchise. As it turns no. out, he didn't deserve to be the head coach. No. But, but at that point, you turned the whole thing over to him. You gave him total control to the point that he threw McCagnin out and brought in Joe Douglas. Well, that was the one good thing he did. The head coach. Yeah. That was the one good thing he did. But, I, I, I mean, I remember I was doing the mornings at that point, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I like to try and give a, a balanced approach. Mm-hmm. So I remember saying, well, look, he, he generally does okay with quarterbacks. If your quarterback's a, a C, he can take him maybe to a B. Uh, and he generally did in Miami win close games. Yeah. I said, you know, it might not be the worst hire of all time. I was clearly wrong. And, and as I knew I was wrong as soon as that press conference, Larry. Oh, yeah, when you saw his, oh. you saw his eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm saying to myself, what is going on here? And all the memes after. Oh, it was bad. All right, crazy ass killer. It he was... never looked like that in Miami. No. Ever. Not like that. Ever. Whew, that was that was rough. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, we'll do the rewatchable movie brackets and take some more calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Let's head out to the NFL meetings, and that's where we find our Rich Samini of ESPN.com, who will bring us up to date on what's going on with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and all things that's happening out there. Rich, Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer, how are you, my friend? And gentlemen, uh, really appreciate you having me on tonight. I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. I just got caught up in some stuff. No problem, no problem. You joined us, so that's the bottom line. Rich, let's begin okay. here. Uh, Woody Johnson said today, and you chronicled it well on .com, that, well, you know, I think we're anxious. We're anxious. On the other side, we heard Joe Douglas, well, you know, we're, there's no rush on Rodgers. Rich, where are we? Who, who's, who's right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the Jets are – I don't think the Jets are really anxious. Woody also said no one is hyperventilating on this and i think that's accurate the jets are in no rush to get this done there's really no hard deadline right now because they're not doing anything the players are off the players don't have to be in the off-season program till april 17th even then it's voluntary they don't start practicing actually in otas until late may so i i don't think the jets are sweating it at all um i think like the the first pressure point would be the draft april 27th and that i think the pressure would be on the packers then because they would want to get some draft compensation this year so i don't think the jets are sweating it uh, i think maybe you know like what he said maybe a little anxious but i don't think they're sweating it and and i do think this is going to get done and uh, i think there may have been some movement out here between the two sides and uh, i think they're inching closer if you had to put a bet on it rich do you think it happens before the draft or after Oh, I think it'll happen before the draft. Um, like I said, the Packers want to get this compensation for this year. Um, they don't want to drag this out. Uh, I think they dragged it out a little bit. It's been two weeks since Rodgers came out publicly and said that he wanted to play for the Jets. And so I, I think there might be some spite involved on the part of the Packers. I mean, Rodgers has made them twist in the wind in the last couple of years with his you know, uh, off-season uh, waffling going back and forth. So maybe this is a little payback on the part of the Packers. But 
I do think, uh, based on the knowledge that I was able to gain out here, I, I do think it was significant that Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM, came out publicly and said that they're not married to the idea of getting the Jets' first-round picks. So uh, that, to me, uh, signaled progress. And so I could see something getting done, like the Jets giving up one of their two second-round picks this year and then a conditional pick next year, like a three or, or possibly moving up to a two, something along those lines. I think the holdup right now is just no one knows if Rodgers is going to play in the 24 season. You know, he'll commit for one year, but no one wants knows if he's going to play a second year. So both sides are looking for some protection in the event that he does. And that was my next question, Rich. What assurances can the Jets have that he will? Or, and are we going to be sitting here doing the same thing next year trying to figure out if he wants to play, come back for 2024? Yeah, I mean, he'll probably be doing the same thing. I mean, look, he almost walked away uh, from $60 million this year. I mean, he said it himself on the McAfee show that he was 90% retired before he went into his retreat. And so, um, and that was with $60 million uh, coming to him. So, uh, you know, I would guess knowing Aaron, you know, he's kind of a enigmatic personality, mercurial personality, will probably be going through this again next year. And the Jets don't want to give up like a high draft choice if the guy only plays one year. Now, if he ends up playing two years, then I think the Jets would be very happy to give up another draft choice. So maybe the conditional pick doesn't come until 2025 based on whether Rodgers plays the second year. Rich, there's a lot of names outside of Rodgers that are kind of circling around as possibilities for the Jets, Odell, Calais Campbell. Is all that on hold until the the Rodgers situation gets handled? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, uh, Beckham was here today. I saw him. Uh, he he met briefly with uh, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. Um, Sala is, is a pretty good recruiter. I saw, you know, a picture of him giving a hug to Odell. So uh, he also met with the Ravens here, too. And, and Beckham lives in Arizona, so it's not like he had to go far for this meeting. Uh, he walked through the lobby knowing that he would attract a lot of attention, so probably a good public relations move on his part. So uh, I don't think it's on hold. I think the Jets have their money budgeted. Now, right now, Beckham is looking for, I, I believe, about $15 million for, for one year, and uh, the Jets are not going to go that high. So like everything else, it's, they have a price point. And I do think there's mutual interest for sure, and, uh, but they're just far apart now on numbers. Uh, Rich, how realistic is is the Calais Campbell situation? Because he would be a guy conserving all the the, the defensive uh, linemen that they've lost a couple right away. Uh, he would be a nice replacement, and they do need somebody to do something to help against the run because they haven't, as I joked with a couple of people, they haven't had a decent run stopper since Chris Jenkins. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, there's definite interest in Calais Campbell. He'll be visiting. He'll be arriving in New Jersey on Wednesday night, and then visiting with the facility on Thursday. And um, you know, he's had other teams interested in him, including uh, Atlanta. And uh, so I, I could see the interest there. You know, he had a good year last year. The age, obviously, a factor. 36 years old, but he he's a great locker room guy. He's a former Walter Payton Man of the Year award, so you know you're getting you know rock solid character. And they do have an opening at defensive tackle. Now, he can play 3-4 out, you know, defensive end or 4-3 defensive tackle. He's a very versatile guy, and they need bodies. Uh, their interior line is uh, short on numbers right now. 
Rich, one final one for me. I think the one thing that I've heard from a lot of fans is concern that, yeah, the Jets don't have to do anything right now, but what if Woody Johnson does put his, his, his thumb on the scale, to, so to speak, and, and force a deal to happen? What's your read on the situation in terms of where the owner is at at this stage of the process? Well, you know, we did talk to Woody today, like I said earlier, and, you know, he did use the word anxious, but then he kind of circled around and kind of said, we have a plan and we're sticking to it. And, uh, yeah, I guess maybe there is some trepidation from some in the organization that Woody might just say enough is enough and let's go, let's go make this trade. Maybe the Packers are hoping that Woody's impatience takes over. Woody admitted openly today that he's not a patient person, but I – I think cooler heads will prevail and people in Woody will understand that there's no urgency to get Rodgers in the building on April 17th. There's no guarantee he would even show up anyway. He wasn't a big off-season guy uh, going to the voluntary workouts when he was with Green Bay. Uh, I do think if he does belong to the Jets, that it would behoove all parties if he does show up for the OTAs in late May because there's a lot of team building that goes on there and uh, a lot of young players, you know, who want to build chemistry with Rodgers. So if this trade does happen in the next couple of weeks, then I I would hope that Rodgers shows up at some point to show that he's fully invested and uh, participates in some of the workouts. But if he doesn't, what's to stop him from organizing uh, a little throwing camp out in California? He can invite all the skill position players out to his place in Malibu and they could, uh, you know, throw the ball around on the beach or something like that, like Tom Brady was doing today with, as he posted on social media, throwing, you know, playing football on the beach. You know, Rodgers could have a passing camp in California, and I guarantee you all those players would show up. Last thing, Rich, uh, just generally, in all the conversations and people you've spoken with, what, what is the sense you're getting about how this Lamar Jackson thing is going to end up? Will he get that guaranteed contract, or is he going to end up with Baltimore? What's what's the sense you're getting from from what you're hearing around there? Yeah, I think that's going to be a long, long process. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to offer him the contract he wants. Um, so, I mean, we we had a reporter out here, Jamison Hensley, our Ravens reporter, went team to team and got as many teams as he could to get their take on on Jackson, and there just doesn't seem to be a team that is coming out and saying that they're interested. Now, of course, we know teams don't always show their hand, obviously, this time of year. But I, I, I don't think he's going to get what he wants. I mean, he's looking for a guaranteed contract, you know, in the neighborhood of $200 million guaranteed. And the team that trades for him is going to have to give up at least a couple of number ones. Teams are really reluctant to do that. Granted, he's a 26-year-old former MVP but he also has missed 10 games the last two years. So some durability questions. And uh, I think this is going to go all the way into training camp with the Ravens. He's obviously not going to show up maybe until the very end of training camp, get a few practices in and then go play the first game. Unless he goes really hard line and and wants to sit out the year, but I don't think that works. We saw Le'Veon Bell do that with Pittsburgh and that backfired on him. He lost a lot of money. So, uh, yeah, it's, the Ravens are going to be in for a long, long process with Lamar Jackson. Rich, thanks for a couple of minutes. We're reading you on .com, and I can't wait to hear what you're going to have on the flight deck. We'll talk soon, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks so much for having me. All right, you thanks, got Rich. it. That's, that's Rich Samini. When we return, the rewatchable movie bracket. We can't wait. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN.
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Larry. That music, yes. you know it by now. It is the rewatchable movie bracket. I should tell you, the left half of the bracket, we're down to the Elite Eight. So we got uh, we got Back to the Future and Major League in the matchup in the regional final Ooh. coming up. We got Die Hard and Godfather in the so things going according to plan. The matchups for tonight, Region 3, the semifinal, the number one seed there is Shawshank. It's taking on the number four, my cousin Vinny. Mm. And then we have the other semifinal, the Dark Knight, the number two seed, taking on the number 14, Home Alone, still going strong and trying to pull off another upset. And then Region 4, the final region, the number one seed is still alive there. A few good men takes on the number five, Casino. uh, And also the other semifinal, Number three seed, a Bronx Tale taking on the number 15, Step Brothers. So those are your matchups for tonight. Voting is now open. Shawshank, My Cousin Vinny, Dark Knight Home Alone. You got A Few Good Men Casino, Bronx Tale, and Step Brothers. And as I said, voting is open. Rewatchable movie bracket. Vote early. Vote often. Step Brothers hanging in, huh? Yeah, it's doing a nice job. And I, I, I put up the poll a little while ago. Mm-hmm. It's holding its own. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not happy about the way some people are voting. <laughs> but there's a lot of time left. You know me. I'll, I'll lash out, Larry. I'm yeah, not above no lashing out at the audience. <laughs> at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Vote early, often vote now. Gordon, we have a couple of minutes. Let's talk a little next because that's a big game tomorrow night as they host the Miami Heat at the Garden. And um, a lot of guys had their minds on it, like R.J. Barrett, who says beating Miami would be pretty, pretty good. That's obvious. Uh, I think if we get this one, that'll be put us in a you know even better position, especially with just losing to them. Uh, it's definitely a focus. I'm gonna enjoy this one tonight, and you know get back at it tomorrow. All right, R.J., is it a must-win? They all are. You know, every game's a must-win um, at this point. Everybody's fighting for some, and it's coming to the wire, so every game's, you know, even more important. Emmanuel, quickly, Gordon, coming off a phenomenal night at the Garden. He had a ball against Houston. I wish he could play Houston all the time, the way he looked <laughs> the yeah. at the Garden. Uh, he's looking forward to Miami tomorrow night. It'll definitely have that uh, playoff-type atmosphere for sure. Miami's a very good team. I think we're ready for that challenge, though. Playing the team your fourth time is basically almost like a playoff series. You know what the other team's going to run, basically just coming out. Got to be the hungrier team. So we know Miami's a great team. Uh, We think we're a a really good team as well. So we'll be ready for that challenge. Hey, Josh Hart, these coming down to the stretch, trying to get playoff position. How big are these final games? They're big, obviously. We got Miami. We can't, you know, that's that's all we're we're focused on now. You know, obviously that's a tough team who we just had a tough loss to. So that's all we're focused on. And I think if we play our game, we can be in a good position at the end of the game. And you know, that's what we got to do. But we got to continue to get better, continue to lock in on the defensive end. One last thing from Josh Hart, Gordon. I was reading where um, you saw they're shutting down Damian Lillard for the rest of the year in Portland because they know they're not making even the plan. And so you, you, what a great talent that's being wasted away in Portland. Now, listen, I give him credit. He says he wants to be out there. He says he wants to finish his career in Portland. He's big in the community. I respect it. I got it. But Josh Hart, he kind of appreciates being on the team with uh, playoff positioning at State. I could appreciate it. They're, they're fun, man, because if we were on a team that was tanking, I wouldn't be playing. So... <laughs> I think it's it's fun to play 
towards the end of the season, man. Like I said, I, normally I, if we were the last couple of years, man, I haven't been playing during this during this time. So, you know, feel good. I know he's happy to be a Nick right now, and the Knicks are happier to have him. Absolutely, no question. He's been real good. He's, I he's, think if if they get the win tomorrow night, mm-hmm. I'll feel very confident. Mm-hmm. that the Knicks will be the five. Now, it won't be jet level of getting Aaron Rodgers confident. Right. But it'll be up there. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Let's try to see if we can knock some calls in, Gordon. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Dante in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, guys. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just have a quick Jets note and a, and a Knicks question. As far as the Jets... I don't really understand why Rodgers would want Beckham knowing this guy's about done. I mean, I don't know if they go play golf in the offseason, whatever, but it, it makes no sense with the receiving core that you already have. Real quick with the Knicks, I know we have Dallas's pick, but I don't know if guys can explain it to me because I'm hearing, like, if they lose out or, or drop to – a much, much lower seed, we don't get a pick at all. But if they stay at a certain level, we we get the pick. And then also, like, would they even use that pick to even get, um, you know, um, draft, a, draft a guy or just stockpile with picks on a star that you're probably not going to get? <laughs> That's all. All right, Dante. Thanks for the phone call. I got to check that out. I can't answer you right now. I'm not sure. I what can't the focus Dallas on pick picks is. right now. I'm focused yeah. on the. You know, I can only focus <laughs> on what I can focus on, and I'm focused on the playoffs right now. I, yeah, and there, there was. I've heard the conversation too. Yes. There was some thoughts about. I think. It, I think really it pushes sure to the following year. Yeah. But I, again, yeah. I'm not really focused on it. Dennis is in South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good. I have a question pertaining you talking earlier about Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the Jets still have his rights for X amount of years, and Dallas went on record to say he's going to be the backup. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we talked about that they didn't do the right thing with him. Gordon was saying earlier that the Jets didn't do the right thing. And I do agree with Gordon on that, where they should have had a, a better veteran than Joe Flacco there, okay? They should have never let him just have the job. They should have somebody to compete. But where this really went bad, was when Greg Knapp, unfortunately, was killed in that bike accident because he was going to be the adult in the room to try to get him on track. And basically what they did was they threw Michael LaFleur, a rookie himself as a coordinator, with Zach Wilson. And you're expect, you know, they're both learning on the fly. And I kind of blame it on Salah for not replacing Knapp right away. I know he had a real big, you know, he didn't want to, you know, there's some bad feelings and, you know, he, he felt bad about this. But I think mm-hmm. they should have went out right away and got themselves a top-notch quarterback coach. What no do you question think? about it. Well, Dennis, thanks for the phone call up against the clock. Not only should they have gotten a top-notch quarterback coach, they should have brought in the veteran quarterback. Yeah. And, and look, <laughs> maybe they do all that and it still doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel like Zach Wilson was a tweak away. I'll say that. Well, well at least with a veteran quarterback, he wouldn't have had to start. Yeah, yep, absolutely. That's the other part of it. Gordon, see you tomorrow night. My friend, be good on the radio doing those updates. Sounds good, Larry. All right, we'll see you tomorrow night following the Knicks. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. Harvey, Julian, thank you. Freddie and Fitz now, 98.7 ESPN.